Hi guys, welcome to another episode. I'm Shane. I'm Bo. And we're your Kentucky Fried Critics. Welcome back. We got another beer this week, you guys. We got Three Floyd's Zombie Dust Undead Pale Ale. And if you played along online and guessed the movie, the movie we're doing is Night of the Comets. You know what that movie is? Night of the Comet. Oh, just Comet? Yeah, no S. Ah, oh, I did it wrong. Oh well, Night of the Comet. It's just one Comet. Yeah. I'm actually the one that decided that this movie fit perfectly. It does. Uh, we're not going to try to hide anything from you guys. We really intended to do an entirely different, different movie. movie. And just in case anybody out there guesses or, or tries to guess the other movie, so that way you can still feel like maybe you were right, was going to be Return of the Living Dead. Not Night of the Living Dead. No, Return. Which is a very funny movie. It's awesome. It's a good movie. We will do it. But after we decided on this beer and upon closer introspection of my own knowledge of so many movies <laughs> i recalled that there was a movie that just fit zombie dust as a title way better than return of the living dead and that's night of the comet so the reason this is a perfect fit you know we're going to jump the gun just a little bit on our synopsis and and, and reaction to the movie to go ahead and say this because you're probably wondering how does that tie in yeah what does a comet have to do with zombies so after this comet passes, there, there are a handful of people. Everybody else is either turned into dust or zombies. Zombie, Zombie dust. dust. So it just seemed, I mean, it was too good to not use for this. So we literally Absolutely both stopped perfect. everything <laughs> to go back and change what movie we were watching. I think Bo had already watched Return of the Living Dead once. I have my notes written for See, it already. So, but when we do that movie, I'm ready. I'm, yeah, I'm good. That's how dedicated we are. We will make changes at the last second. Yeah, so, especially uh, if it makes a better joke. We totally decided on this movie. It's a movie from 1985. It came out in 85. All the copyrights you'll see in the film say 84 because that's when it was filmed. Yeah. This is the most 80s. It is a very movie. 80s movie. A largely unknown cast. I, I feel like it's the kind of movie that most people <laughs> listening probably has not seen. It's a, it's a pretty obscure movie. They're missing out. It's like a B movie, maybe C. No, I, no, high B movie. This is my favorite kind of movie. This movie is delightful trash. It's great. We got all the great stuff from a bad movie. We got extended landscape shots to fill time. We got bad acting. We have like cheap cutaways to hide the fact that we don't have money for special effects. It's well, great. The, the it. entire soundtrack is almost all, all synth music. Except for like, like, and not even like bands. Like it's not a band. No, it is literally guy. it's the composer. It's you know whoever. It's He's sitting in, a, in an office smoking a cigarette with a little glass glass of jack next to him just going off all of them very different too like yeah being, no the music's great i would i would rock the soundtrack it hits a lot of really weird turns but none of them feel out of place no like you know like some that stick out to me off the top of my head is like the well a the intro music that yeah we'll start with in a moment and then the the motorcycle when she's riding the yeah. motorcycle later on like that the that music just hits and you're just like so different from everything else i've been hearing yeah but it works for what i'm seeing yeah she looked badass on that motorcycle 
let's actually get into the movie then. So yeah, let's start with it. the opening tells us how this is <laughs> the premise of what's about to happen. And they tell us that a, a comet comes by once every, they don't give us an exact amount of time, uh, but they, obscene number of they years. They said something about it hadn't been seen since the dinosaurs disappeared. Yeah, yeah. so they're, in, they're implying that that's why the dinosaurs yeah, weren't Yeah, that's here. why they're gone. Comes through and it's on its trajectory to come past earth again yeah and we're gonna go through its tail and it has and it will bring with it the dust everybody is partying having a great time well before we go there i just want to go back to that intro because the funny part about that is that intro the the story of this comet that has evilness to it that comes through once every massive number of eons is literally the same storyline for fantasy star 4 just a weird throwback i want to call out to role-playing game on the sega genesis it's literally the same no don't get me wrong this movie came out first oh yeah i, I highly doubt anybody who wrote that game saw this movie Bullshit. but it is well, maybe i'm they not gonna it all the time it is a beat for beat like that is the story that the game starts you beat what you think is a big bad guy and then you find out it's not and then you find out this whole crazy storyline about a comet that comes through once every so many generations and it does it make zombies in the game too uh, it makes all the bad you know how a role-playing game works it yeah. makes all the bad guys the reason there are bad guys is because this the comet zombie, is yeah. coming the, it basically makes them zombies uh, they totally watched this movie dude but so as soon as we cut away from the strange and only time there is narration in the entire movie we cut to again no, doesn't it narrate at the very end maybe it, it does might. i can't even remember yeah it opens to people all over the world partying down to a great song celebrate yeah. tonight right everybody's chill and the first shot is literally of a guy holding a sign saying don't worry it's safe the beauty of this is i don't think in 40 years since this movie came out that the mentality of the world has changed at all if we found out there was this truly possibly earth-ending thing that was going to happen most of the world would be out to watch it and have a giant party the difference between modern age and 1984 is very heavily felt in this movie. Yeah, it is. Because this movie wants to showcase some of the tech from the 80s as high, top-end, right. never-going-to-be-surpassed type technology. They really try to imply that. We see everybody partying yeah. down. We, we meet our main character, well, one of our two main characters. Yeah. Reggie, Regina. Regina, Reg, they go back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Belmont. Nice. A lot of 80s shit. There are a lot of references to things throughout right. this, for sure. She's playing Tempest? Yeah, she's playing Tempest on the arcade. Right, which was dope. We see the movie theater she, yeah, works, she works in, although you wouldn't guess that, because no. it totally looks more like a diner right. counter than it does the concession stand for a movie theater. Right. Plus, they're selling weird like doodads yeah, and things. Yeah, antenna things. Like yeah. But I'll say that guy is a salesman. Yeah, he was. He got that guy to buy the 950 one. He's like, that one over there, see what she's wearing? It's $7. He's like, that's not as nice. Look at this one. He's like, sit, blow on it. Just blow on it. And he blows. And the little tassels go. He's like, see how look how nice that is. I know you got 950 on you. Come on, come on, come on. And then we find out <laughs> that the reason he's so good at his job is because he is the manager. Yeah, he's because the guy. he 
quickly calls over our main character to tell her she needs to get to work and stop playing those games. Yeah. And so she begrudgingly gets back to work uh, and we see more of the scenes going on out in the world. Then we cut to the projection room. Yeah, we go to the projection room. And we meet Larry. Yeah, Larry. I like Larry. Larry's cool. Larry's the guy I want to talk to because he's like sells like bootleg movies and stuff. Larry's a mix of cool and a douche. Yeah. There are moments where I'm like, he seems all right. Then right. there are moments where I'm like, oh, yeah. man, this guy. Well, they didn't want you to like him too much. No, yeah, yeah, obviously. Well, certainly this first time we meet Larry, yeah. I don't have too many problems with him. No, he's well, just, when we're just seeing him here, the only hustling. thing I have a problem with is maybe the part where he hints at paying her for sex. Yeah, that was because he's like, "Hey, I know it I'll was all you. a joke. The actor didn't deliver it very well, no. so he makes this line about how he would pay her fifteen dollars if she would stay at the projection room with him overnight because he's gonna loan out a movie. Yeah, loan for out like, a movie, like hundred fifty bucks. No, no, a hundred dollars. So he calls it. The guy talks to him. He, he calls, or I don't remember how that scene played out, but he talks to a guy on the phone, and the guy is like, wants the bootleg 3D copy of a movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so he says, oh, 100 bucks ain't going to cut it this time. I'm going to need a little bit more. And he says, oh, 110 now you're talking my language. A hundred and ten dollars, ten dollars in nineteen eighty-five is all it took to sweeten the pot yeah. to make you change your mind on committing a crime, fraud at the very least, right? <laughs> Misappropriation of goods. Yeah, I mean we can argue the crime here all day. But so <laughs> after he agrees to the this, that's when he has the that that's when we actually see Regina come in and they have their conversation about him wanting her to stay. And he does. He pro he just says that he's going to pay her $15 to stay the night. And then she makes the yeah, joke about it being, it was for fooling around. And he was like, well, that's not what it's for. And besides, you're worth way more than that. Everybody <laughs> knows that. And she just rolls her fucking eyes. I'm just like, dude, what a dick. We immediately just cut from them to he's convinced her that she needs to stay the night. And so she's like, okay, but if I'm going to do that, I have to call home. And so we assume she's going to call home to talk to a parent. Yeah. <laughs> and that is not the scene we get. She no. calls home, and it's the first time we get to lay eyes on her sister, yep. our other our Sammy. other lead characters, Samantha, Sammy, Sam. You'll hear all of them throughout the movie. Yep. And she is in the brightest yellow and purple jazzercise stereotypically 80s outfit i have uh, ever seen laying on the couch with the highest teased hair right you could get eating chips like you do uh, she says what do you need you know yeah. typical she's supposed to be your typical like annoying teenager. well and like annoying little sister yeah. you know like how am i supposed to help you right and so that's when we find out that it's not the person that they are trying to speak with and that they they don't get along with is their stepmom not their mom and their dad is in the army these green berets and not at home. No. Apparently not at home often. Yeah. And we see that the stepmom. She's a bitch. And just cheats on him. Yeah. Like literally right in front of the kids. Right. Uh, but so they have a, obviously, they, they have a complicated relationship yeah. with, with this woman. No, she tries to simplify it. She's like, look, the major jumps on me. I jump on you. Yeah. We have a chain of command here. And so <laughs> the, she tries to, to pass off this excuse of needing to do Going this to for the... science class to watch yeah. the comet. The stepmom she don't buy it. No, not for a second. And She's so, like, look, I don't care 
what you're doing if it was up to me, but if anything happens to you, the... then I'm in trouble with your dad and yeah. I ain't having that. Because I like this nice house and being able to go next door and blow Chuck. Exactly. So that scene straight progresses into madness because the stepmom says no. And yeah. the sister's like, I, how about I tell, is the phone calls over at yeah, this phone point, right? Yeah, phone over. calls over at this point. And she's like, God, what but if the I tell sister, daddy about Chuck? Yeah, know? what do you think's gonna happen then? And so the stepmom just slaps her. I mean, hard. Yeah. I'm not talking like she was just like, you Yo. hush your mouth type slap. No, she straight slaps her. And Sam tags her right, right back. back. Just, Rightfully so. Ah. And as if that scene wasn't insane enough, then the stepmom, Debbie, right? I think it's Debbie. Doris. I knew it was a D. Yeah. I knew it was a D. So then Doris just cocks her. I mean, cold cocks her in the face. She hits Smiled her. about it. She hits her so hard, she, she backflips right, and smacks into, into the, the TV and the Christmas tree that are behind her. She smiled before she did it. She's just like, oh, bitch. Pop! Bloodied her lip and everything. And then Doris goes outside to Chuck. Then the the light show starts, right? That's when the meteor. Yeah, that's when. Happening. Well, well, yeah, all of that happens. And then we immediately. <laughs> what what we see, yeah, what we see is almost right away. All of that happens. Yeah, she walks outside, flashing everything. The, the comet has appeared, and then it cuts back to the projection booth. to morning. Yeah, um, and <laughs> Larry scares her away because he's pissed off. He's waiting on that dude to bring back his movie. It's been, he's been waiting for like 30 minutes. And so he tells Reg. I know, I just keep getting myself choked up laughing. This is so crazy. <laughs> so he tells Reg that he's going to take his motorcycle to go find this guy to get his movie. Because he's not going to, and he needs her to stay there because the door's locked and he needs to get back in. Well, we just missed one scene that's my favorite. And it's just right before oh, the, the morning Superman. scene. Yes. Okay. 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 <laughs> scene we open up with shows reggie laying with larry yeah they're fooling around they're, they're fooling around and she stops everything and she's just like you know sometimes i just get worried that people are gonna people are gonna see us somehow god nobody's gonna see us there's no windows and you know all... steel walls he says yeah it makes a superman point. can't even see us and then the <laughs> line that comes up i have such a problem with because reggie then proceeds to use the word nerd in the complete wrong context yeah. she tells larry no you idiot it's lead superman can't see through lead he can see through steel and then she calls him a nerd for not knowing that superman sees through steel but yeah. not lead and it's just like what what that's not what nerd means yeah if anything reggie you're the nerd you knew that yeah, if there's a nerd in this room, it's you, it's honey. You. I'm it's very not, sorry. It's not Larry for having it wrong. Larry's lucky he knows who Superman is, apparently. And, and that's the whole scene. Is <laughs> it basically <laughs> ends right there. They start fooling around. They fade to black, and then yep. fades. To, uh, it opens up to morning. We yep. cut through the city. We we see, but don't understand yet what yeah, we're seeing. Like we a just red see red haze over. Yeah, the there's thing. a red haze. There's clothes on the shit. ground and red dust and dust everywhere yeah. but we don't actually know we can assume but we don't actually know what that is yet. yeah we can assume we it's assume all the people because one of the scenes we pass is the neighborhood party and it is all the clothes, clothes of the people and if you're paying attention to what doris was wearing you know that it's just laid out there yeah but so then we get back to reggie and larry larry scares the shit out of her yelling 
wanting his tape back. He's been waiting for 30 minutes. So he tells her, I, I'm going to get on my bike and I'm going to go track that guy down and get the movie. I need you to stay here because he needed someone to let him back in because yeah, the door was door locked. locked. Uh, and so then he leaves. Well, and before, he, before he leaves, she's like, oh, what about my $15? Yes. He's just no. like, tell him I'm pissed. No, no, no. Before he says, no, he says, he, he tells her, he tells her, I'm going to go tell him that I'm very, 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 very pissed. And then she uh, says, he says it four food. times, like the drag on of, of yeah. dialogue for no reason there. Yeah. And then she's like, Where's, what about my 15 bucks? And he goes, tell him you're pissed too. too. Great line. Larry goes to leave. Larry leaves and she piddles around the place. Not knowing what to do with herself. This is where Larry gets killed. Oh, I couldn't remember if we see her do that first and no, then he Larry. Goes to okay. Go leave so okay. So then he leaves. Here's something at the door. Yeah. So he leaves. He goes. We see him just in an alley. Yeah. Uh, knocking on a door. No, he just hears something behind the door, and he's like, "Is that that dude? Where's my thing?" And he goes and he opens it. I guess he was going out the back way, down a back hallway. I don't know. I don't it's, know. Scene is shot pretty weird, but as soon as he opens the door, there's just a big zombie guy with a monkey wrench and just brains him. And that's the first time we see a zombie. Yeah. And we can tell that they're very intelligent. Yeah. Certainly more intelligent than most zombies because, again, this guy is using a tool as a weapon. Yeah. And he went for the second shot because Larry was still moving. And then we cut to Reggie. Yeah. She's just. And she's piddling around inside of the movie theater trying to fill time she can't let it go that that guy has a better score than her on that game oh yeah we skipped past that earlier that's right so she gets very angry because there is a dmk yeah on the tempest he he got six he didn't even beat her high score but she's like no but she's just yeah no he, he's one on is there on the scoreboard but me so she she spends her time beating the score while, Larry, as, while larry's being murdered as soon as she as soon as she beats the score she's immediately like all right well i'm bored i can't stay here yeah she just starts going she goes to go outside and then she gets herself locked out right she, yeah well she, she tries to she she puts the like the ashtray to prop the door open but again the problem with doing something like that because i've had this in real life not an ashtray but if you put a round thing to trap a door it will slide out did you notice i went i ran it back like three times you can see somebody's hand push the push the i thing. did not you can see somebody's not. hand push the little ashtray thing so the door will shut that's funny it's right at the top it just for a second that's just great. pushes it for a second i ran it back like five times it's like is that what i think it is it was awesome but so then we see her yeah, she's locked out and she's got to go around the side to try. And when get she gets around hand. the side, zombie that killed Larry. Well, no, there. first she sees the motorcycle and she's like, oh, yeah, what? And she sees the wrench bloody on the ground. Yeah. Then she and the keys. Yeah. And she picks up the keys. Yeah. And, and then she hears that's when she hears the zombie. And now we find out that these zombies are beyond beyond intelligent yeah. because this guy speaks to her. Yeah, He tells her, come here. And so we now know that we are dealing with zombies, unlike zombies I have seen in almost any other no. movie. Because these are zombies who are not slow. They don't move funny. No. They are intelligent. They just want to eat you. They just want to eat you. Yeah, it's like that's right. If, if a regular guy just suddenly woke up and was like, I want to eat people today. But did you see he gets up out of the boxes and he's just holding a, a giant rump roast? It's not, it's not even like a fake head or an arm. It's a. It's a rump roast. Look, this movie was done on a shoestring budget, like we said, and I, and I they are it. proud of it, and I am proud of it. It was great. As people who are doing a production 
on a shoestring budget. Yeah. I have real respect for people. Oh, they used that in catering later for lunch. They just got it and they kind of washed it off, roasted it up. It was fine. But so then she hops on the motorcycle. No, they have the fight. First. Well, yeah, I don't. Well, I have a problem with this fight. She has the keys in her hands. She throws the keys behind her and then I, turns and runs to go grab the keys after she threw them behind her. It was the weirdest shit I ever saw. If you're going, well, if you're going to fight somebody, you better hold on to those keys. They're very useful. She has the little fight. She makes a point of saying that she's trained. Yes, she tells him they make, very they, clearly. Yeah, I'm trained because we want to make sure that everybody in the movie knows that she's a badass and my daddy is in the military. Yes. It's a recurring thing throughout the movie. And then she immediately throws the keys before she fights this guy. If you're going to fight somebody, put the keys through your fingers and go. Look, I'm not even going to lie. When we were, when I watched it last night, I was watching it with my wife and she said the exact same thing. She was just like, what? What what did she just do with the keys right, right now? And now and then she had to go scramble she, and then, to get them. Exactly. She she knocks him down. She does not kill this guy. No. She, she just, just knocks escapes. him down so she can escape. And she has to scuttle for the keys. The she again, if you watch the scene, it literally looks like she throws them. Yeah, she literally she kind of looked at him even like, oh, I have the keys. You think it, they just kept going? It was supposed to be cut from the film. She's it like, might oh, have I been. still have the keys. I wouldn't Shit. even I wouldn't even doubt it. Right. Uh, but so then she finally gets on the motorcycle and takes off out of there. I, I have a problem with that because I was like, if you're in this life or death situation and you finally get on this motorcycle and you see how close it is to that zombie, you don't run over that thing's leg. Yeah. You something. don't make sure it probably can't come after you. Back up and come after me. But so then she takes off towards the only place she can think of to go, which is home, even though she has no idea if there's going to be anybody waiting there for yeah. her. Yeah, well, uh, you got to find out. So she pulls up in the neighborhood and she sees exactly what we had panned across once already, which is everybody, every, everybody in the neighborhood is dust, dust piles of clothes outside in the cul-de-sac. And she walks she walks in the door to her house, and as soon as she walks in the door to the house, she immediately can hear that, thank God, her sister is alive. Yeah. She scares her, though. She, like, she just pops up, just like, hi, yeah, I'm here, because she was like going real slow through the house. And then yeah, she, no. Sam, and then she pops up immediately, like, yeah, hi, I'm right here. And it's like, oh, Jesus. And then she just proceeds to start talking to her. About how... All kinds of crazy... She, yeah. Uh, but just all kinds of craziness, but specifically starts the conversation with how she got hit in the mouth yeah. by Doris. And when she's telling the story, she literally makes a point to say that she would tell their dad about that. Didn't make it seem like that would be a big deal, but then was like, and I know the dentist won't take care of it. And but implies he would be upset about that part of the story, not yeah. about getting decked by her stepmom in the first place. Right? Not like that would upset him. The fact that just the fact that the dentist, well, just that the dentist won't cover it again. Yeah. Not even, not even that it's loose because he'd have to pay out of pocket. <laughs> Come on, you're Green Beret. Your dental's got to be better than that. But so she just. Keeps going because again, sh she is our Valley Girl substitute. So she, the the only thing they got right she about her being a Valley Girl is that she talks fast and is oblivious to everything going on around her. But they don't give her the usual Valley Girl cadence in how she talks, which I am so yeah. happy for. There's no because I like, would have hated like, yeah, gag like, me on like, a spoon. Oh my god! F yeah, F, all that so shit. Yeah. I'm <laughs> thankful that they didn't give her right. that, but she is definitely supposed to. Her her archetype is definitely valid. Yeah, that's girl. definitely. She's supposed she to be. She is rather ditzy yeah. too. So 
Uh, so we just keep walking around the house. Yeah, and Reggie is trying to be like, no. I'm trying to get into the, the conversation the, and can't. You don't understand. Everyone's gone. And we find out that the only, <laughs> that the night before, the, and the only reason that Sam survived is that she decided she was running away after she got that hit punched. in the mouth. And so she ran away to their tool shed. Yeah, the, the lawn storage shed. shed. Yeah, they kept being really weirdly descriptive yeah, of what it was. Yeah, lawn storage shed. They said it a couple times. I, maybe, because uh, again, this movie was definitely filmed in California. Maybe it's just such a, they don't have that many, especially in the 80s, there just weren't a lot of people with them. So they were like, yeah. we really got to make sure people understand what we're saying this is i don't know but it was i felt very every time they would say it it almost would take you so out of place like yeah. you're just like whoa that was jarring why are they calling it that just call it a storage shit but so she stayed the night in there and, and she came back in walls yeah and she mm. came she came back inside because she figured since she hadn't run far yet she would still go to, to pep, pep cheer practice. Yeah, but she couldn't get anybody on the phone. So she I just know, love I just love that she's still planning to run away. Yeah. She totally says that. After cheer After practice. After practice. She just had to make sure she made it to cheer practice first. It's very important to her. At this point though, Regina finally Yeah, she's done. She she's finally done. cuts in and makes her listen and she's like, They're gone. Everybody is gone. Yeah, Doris isn't over at Chuck's having a good time. She's right here. Let me show. Well, no, yeah, they, they, she goes the outside. Threat. No, she goes. She says, "Let's go outside." They step over the dead dog. Oh, she holds up the leash, and, and she's still looking at it like I don't understand. Where's the dog? Yeah, and then they get outside, and that's and when she's still holding the. Yeah, leash. and that's when Reggie's like, "This is this is Doris," and here's and this is Chuck. Pours and dumps the dirt it out. out of the shoe. Like, they're all gone, and she's still she's still not not really. One, like yeah. you can tell she she sees it but she's it's not like clicking and then that's the moment that's the moment we get the line from reggie it's saturday morning where are the goddamn kids <laughs> and all my head thought because they leave a super long silent like, moment and after that hands around the neighborhood was I, all i had playing through my head is that psa from the 90s yeah do you know where your yes, kids yeah. are? Yes, yeah. That's all I could hear right after she yells this. But it was such it was such a moment. <laughs> such a fair, moment. In that PSA, all the shit those kids are doing looks super fun. <laughs> Running around at night, having a good time. But yeah, she goes back in and she's still just like, she's denying it. She starts making her cereal and she's like, they're around. Yeah, and then whatever. so that's when Reggie's like, call here, someone. call anybody. Call people that are not part of your pep squad. Because call people. no one there's there. There's nobody. And, and so then the radio announcer starts talking and they just both kind of look at the radio like, oh, let's go there. So then we immediately cut, to, uh, not no, because again, they are in the suburbs. Yeah, so they just stole a car, I guess. Like something. Because they just roll up. Well, no. A, well, she rolled up on a motorcycle and they drive up in a car. So I guess. Oh, I guess Doris's car. Dory Doris's car. Chuck's car. Chuck's Some, car. Oh, yeah. And so they get to the radio station. They get inside. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is not a radio station. This no. is like the receptionist lobby for like, what? for or or like, yeah, or somebody who's like the an exec at the music industry. Yeah. It is not a radio station. No, it's got these nice. Like neon purple lights nice over this crazy, this, this crazy bench. styled couch, couch thing. thing not a radio station no but they get there and there's there's nobody there the radio station is automated they've just got a bunch of tapes on timers i guess so the the actual radio announcer could go watch the comment i guess and no one would know but they're standing there and they're looking around and sam has the best line she just looks around. she's like beat me up scotty 
and then we meet the male hero of our movie. Yeah, well, they meet him for the first time. We technically see him for well, a half second in the shadows. Yeah, he's holding a gun, but we don't yeah. get to see his face. But so and this find is, out why I'm excited in a second. Yeah, oh yeah, this. So this, the, I had to stop you because I want to slow down too because I am very excited. I love that this. So this movie has very few actors that anybody would know. That's part of the reason you didn't hear us recap any kind of names so far. Yeah, and even this is going to be one of those deep cuts only for the Star Trek fans out there. So we see Robert Beltran, who is, in case you don't know, Commander Chakotay himself. So immediately after we get this line from Sam Sam of beam me up Scotty because they see this crazy tech, he pops out. I mean, there's no hesitation between the cuts. It's as if someone knew the future and knew that he would be a main part of Star Trek. Trek. Like 10 years after this Yes, so far after. It is immediate. She says it and he he pops out of the shadows with the gun like in the light. Let me see you all. Because he's, I guess the zombies don't like light. No, no, no. He's just trying to see their eyes. Oh, okay. He wants this because, again, you can start to, if someone started, they, they, we don't technically know this yet. So it is kind of weird that they show us. Yeah. But someone can start to change and you would see their eyes being different. We find out later, you know, like people who have slowly, you know, they're still way more human than that guy with the wrench was. Because that guy is still talk, but he's definitely, he's pretty zombified. Yeah, I think after a while, you like right before you just crumble to dust, you just lose the I think that's what, yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's more crazed. As it happens. I think that's the implication. Yeah, so we get him. And again, we, both of us are fanboying because we both love (laughs) Star Trek. Voyager is one of my favorite of the series. Mine too. Uh, I've seen it probably more than the rest, even though I wouldn't, I I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite. I definitely have seen it more than all the others. It's comforting. I don't know. You can just sit back and throw it on. You know what's happening. It's great background stuff for like when you're doing other stuff. Yeah. I mean, I love Voyager. It's great. The entrance song lulls you to sleep because it's all peaceful with the... French horns and stuff, and we're talking about Star Trek, and we need to talk about Yeah, let's uh, before we get too <laughs> off topic here, we'll save Star Trek. Trust us, guys. Oh, yeah, Again, we'll we are it. both big fans. We will talk Star Trek at some point. Yeah. There is no doubt about that. Our first three-hour episode. Something. <laughs> So we we see him, and again, even last Star Trek moment I have to talk about before, yeah. is literally even as he jumps out and tells them he needs them to stay in the light, the way he's holding this gun even looks like the way he holds a phaser yeah. in Star Trek. Like, it's it, like since you can only see him in the shadows still, yeah. and you can't see how young he is, I literally almost expect, like, white hair streak right. to be ha- standing there with that pistol. Got the, got the tattoo on his face. Yeah, everything. Ready to go. All right, that, that's it on our deep cut. We're going to get back to just the movie and no He's more really of Star Trek. really on mission. This is, <laughs> it's it's, it's actually, a time travel episode. Yeah. I know. I get it. <laughs> I thought it. I thought it. Back to what? Back, back to on back track. Back to the movie. Back to on track. He demands them to step in the light so he can see that they're not zombies like yeah. this then. Once he sees that they're not zombies, he tries to reassure them that he is not trying to rape them or kill them in any kind of way he is literally just because he says so he's just like it's not like that and so then he proceeds to tell them how he got here yeah he picked up a girl and they rolled into town and she freaked out and ran off and and got eaten got eaten he found Uh, her like 20 minutes later yeah 
they ran into one of those and he's the first person to that, say zombie to say zombie in the movie but he does clearly say zombie you know we, you get some zombie movies where they exist in a world where the concept of zombie doesn't exist so they don't you like yeah you know walking dead being the, the historical one there yeah they don't have that word because apparently in their world that's don't they call them freaks and night of the living dead yeah so you know like there's but in this world we definitely live in a world where mainstream media <laughs> made zombie movies yeah. and he refers to what they see as zombies wholeheartedly zombies yeah so there's no doubt here guys yeah, when we said this is zombie movie. dust we meant zombies and dust. dust so perfect for the beer it really is let's see where where were we at zombie. uh yeah he does his story talking about all the stuff about people getting eaten regina gets upset because she finally realized right, this is what larry. happened to larry and i again at this point though i want to i want to say the last we saw Larry were some of his douchiest moments. Yeah. And this is the point where I was like, should she be that tore up about this? Uh, she just felt sick. She didn't go like cry. I know. Well, she's a little, she wasn't like inconsolable though. Uh, and so Hector goes after her to, to, he goes to, 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 to well, I specifically want to say Hector because the scene gets weird. Yeah. So <laughs> Hector goes to console her and make sure she's okay. Yeah. And she then proceeds to call him Hector. Like she doesn't believe she's that's a, his name. She's a little racist. I, it was very strange. She, she gets worse than a little bit. I know, <laughs> but I don't even know if that was racist. It, gets, it was almost more like she was just like accusatorily telling yeah. him like, Oh no, she judges the shit out of him. And, and it's just like, what in the, where is this coming from? Yeah, no, she mocks his gun. Well, she turns and looks at him. He's like, what were you doing when this comment happened? He's like, I was in the back of oh, my truck. Oh, well, no, but girl. she wasn't. Whatever. Again, it's, no, that's bad acting. Again, you misinterpreted the scene because of bad acting. That was her trying to find out why he didn't get turned she was so she it. asked where he was because when he said the back of the truck it was steel she even said yeah oh steel yeah but before that she totally was like judgmental about what he was doing oh yeah but again she like, didn't care she didn't care thing. no again i'm telling you bad acting it's not it was just bad acting it's that it, that scene is not supposed to be her being upset that he was again she was sleeping with somebody she right that's care. why i was like where are you judging i'm telling i'm telling you that that's just bad acting and you read oh, it wrong it's god not. send me actors no uh but Bel then beltran is the best actor in this yeah movie. but so the next line though is the one that you can which is the one where she gets a little bit racist yeah. and then he even calls her on it she's making she, fun of his gun so she says yeah she says oh this gun is this gun won't do it might protect you a date night in the barrio right it's good enough for a date night in the barrio and he but takes, that's about it and he's he takes like the bag he's like date night in the barrio what the hell it's a weird line and they they come up with the plan to it's get more weird guns that they're <laughs> yeah they, they mention the, the base. Lo, los alamitos not Alameda. No, so close. Los Alamitas. Alamitas uh, is an uh, Air Force base, I think. Yeah. Not a naval base. It's a, I, I looked it up. Oh, did you? It's it's a, Los Alamitas is a joint force base. Ah, so it is used, there. Yeah, it's used by a lot. Of, and that's what she says. When they talk about it, she says something about how it's like. Reserve base. Well, she specifically something. says armed forces and not specify Army. which one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, she, I mean, she technically tries to tell us that. 
she just doesn't use good yeah. terminology for it. The scene is just to make us know that she understands how guns work. Yeah. And so then they, they we cut to Sam yeah, she, playing around. She's she playing wants, DJ. She's again, having she's, a good time. She's got to be, what, 16, right? Yeah, like, something, something like she's, that. Because Regina's 18. They yeah. definitely tell us that one. So she, again, yeah, she's just like, she's a teenager. Yeah, she's she's having, having fun. Time. She's in her uh, radio DJ booth, and she's like, let's play around with this stuff. Yeah. So she cranks everything to max, which is crazy. If you look, even one of them was the turntable volume. It specifically had the tape on it that said turntable, and she cranked it. And I'm like, what good's that doing anybody? Because right. at, at first she wasn't listening to music. She's playing with the radio. She turns, she starts doing, it, and she pretends to be a DJ, and she's yeah. being all goofy and silly. But I want to point out, she says on the radio, she says, all you teenage comet zombies. That's what she yeah. refers to the people listening. Uh, that was gonna be the name of the movie. Was teenage. That Comet was the zombies? working title Aww. of the movie. Was teenage comet zombies. That's better title. They should have done that. Uh, well, I think the problem with it is that if you actually watch the movie, and we're giving a little bit away here, are any of the zombies actually teenagers? We got some that are close. They might technically be nineteen. Yeah. But I don't know if we really. see any teenage zombies, which is why I think they decided to it wasn't with... actually a good title. Yeah. It seems like a good title. It's a Until good title. Read the script. It's a good title for another movie. Yeah. It's like this. Yeah. The sequel. Yeah. It's not a good title for this movie. But yeah. So then she sees that the phone is ringing. <gasps> Someone's out there. And then, of course, though, we don't. We don't get to hear the conversation. We don't get a... S no, it just cuts back to uh, Hector and Regina. Talking. It? Now, this is when they really get into the, the conversation about Los Alamitos. Yeah, though. where they're going to go. Because uh, this is this is when we get the, the line. Uh, Hector's like, oh, do you guys even know how to use <laughs> automatic weapons? And, and she says, well, of course, Hector. The MAC-10 submachine gun was practically designed for housewives. <laughs> The way yeah. she delivers this line, like, like it's common knowledge. Yeah, like, like she's not saying knows she's this. not saying it like it's a joke. She literally no. delivers this line like she's telling him, like stating the time of day. Yeah, like, like no, it obviously was literally designed for those. We that's can use why it. anyone can shoot them, which isn't true. Yeah, and so then that's when Sam runs in and is like, "Oh guys, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you." And then can't remember yes, exactly. anything since about we don't, what she was Since told. we don't get to see the conversation, we get to rely on her to tell us. And in true, again, Valley Girl, despite the not having the sound yeah. fashion, she tells us nothing. Nothing important about this phone call. Something She's like, some people, desert. a think tank maybe, lab guys. Yeah. I think they were lab guys. And they're in the desert. That's like all we get. Which desert? I don't know. Did they say what town they were by? No. Uh, if you think I'm hiding something, I'd tell you if I could tell you. It's like, well, what the fuck were you even doing? And then we get to cut to the underground scientist people, Yes, right? and when they're- And we they're to listening to them argue on the radio. Yes, and the, the beauty here, though, is that as these scientists are listening to two teenagers and- uh, Hector's got to be at least 20-something. Yeah, yeah, he, but he's not supposed to be so far that he doesn't relate to these kids. Yeah. yeah. And so so he's... 21. Yeah, yeah, 21 tops, I would say, is what they're, they want us to believe. Yeah. And so, again, he's li they're listening to these teenagers, all of them essentially, teenagers, arguing, uh, and we hear one of them be like, as long as if they stay put, we'll be able to find them. Yeah, they won't wander far. It's the blah, 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 so the, the radio, yeah, yeah socio, whatever. He comes up bullshit. with a crazy reason for why that they would never leave that. The radio it, tower represents normalcy. Yes, foreshadowing the fact that obviously these teenagers are not going to stay at the radio no. station. 
immediately they all wander off. Well, not immediately. We do get the but next they moment. they spend the night in the, in the we, Well, we get the next moment, though. As soon as we cut away from these scientists, because we don't really learn anything. No. We just get to hear them say these couple of dumb dumb points about this, and we get to know that they are indeed actively listening to and what's happening. Tiny bit of exposition on, like, we get confirmed that, yeah, the comet is what turned everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that it is slowly drying people out. People out. Yeah. That, that's all we get. It's yeah. a calcium. Yeah, all, that's calcium left is, all that's left is calcium dust. And so then we cut immediately away from them into a scene that, when you first start seeing it, is so jarring. Because you're just like, what's happening right now? Right. Because it's just Sam driving down the road in a Drunk. dress? Drink in a wedding dress yeah, or something? Yeah, drinking a beer. Like, looking very, like, Madonna in the yeah. car for some reason. Drinking a beer, being upset that they thought yeah, it was her fault that the phone line got yeah. disconnected. And she drives past two cops. Lights turn on. And again, the, as if it wasn't jarring enough that yeah. we just start with this scene. No, it's very I, jarring that we're just like, oh, there are cops? I had to rewind it. I thought I missed something. I was like, what? Is this a new character? Like someone? And I was like, no, that's Sam in the car. And so then she gets pulled over. She's freaking out like any 16-year-old drinking a beer while driving would. And then she's license. And then she stops and was like, oh, wait, I should just be relieved. It's police and we're in the apocalypse. Yeah. She rolls down the window and they're zombie cops. Ah, they immediately attack her and she wakes up. It was yeah, a dream. yeah, it was just a dream. It was just, just a dream. A dream. Just she's, a dream. She's on the couch in the studio. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. She's just like, Whew. she talks to her sister for a split second, calms herself down, goes to the bathroom. The craziest looking bathroom I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, weird bathroom. Starts, to starts bathing herself in the sink. Yeah, no nudity. Yeah. Next thing you know, the zombie cop, he's back and doesn't eat her, holds her up, says, say hi to your stepmom and stabs her with a switchblade. And then, and then she, she wakes, wakes up, up again, again. because yeah. it's not the 80s if we don't have a dream within a dream sequence. Right. That's what I said. I was like, I love this. I wrote in my notes and I'm sorry. I'm, I love the 80s. Yeah. No, I mean, it's right here in mine. It's the 80s, so it has to be a dream within a dream yeah. sequence. I think I've wrote several times in my notes, it's like the 80s. Oh, wow. man. It's, this movie has so much quality 80s That's to it. it. So then the next thing we get that we find out that I have to to point out, this it's, again, it's not majorly important to anything in the movie. I just heard it and had to be like, well, that's weird. We've assumed this whole time that their mom died, right? Because yeah. no one's... And then we just find out that no... Their their dad was a Vietnam vet, and when he came back from Nam, she was like, "Peace." Yeah, She's and like, they've oh, never. Thank God you're back. I'm out of here. And they've never seen Take her again. These damn kid, right? <laughs> Is that not crazy? Yes, I heard that, and I was like, "Wait, what?" I didn't like your stepmom, but your mom sounds worse. Yeah, right? Like, I don't, you have, which one's, like, yeah. I, I'd have to actually meet your mom to make the determination right now, because they're both kind of neck and neck. I like the when she's talking to Hector in that scene, they're getting to know each other, and it's the, the cute moment where they're getting to like each other and stuff. There's actually kind of a fade cut where it's like, she's been talking for a while, mm -hmm. and he's kind of bored, like, kind of like, oh, yeah, that's real, an interesting look on his face. Yeah, so the rest of that scene, though, it was just the two of them talking until they fell asleep, yeah. as far as we know. Yeah. That's what we get told. Laughing and giggling. Yeah, yeah. They just, don't do anything. Just getting to know each other. Sam is jealous. The next morning, we, we get to wake up and see that it, Sam is not happy because Reggie is taking every boy she's ever wanted, and now she's taking the last boy. Yeah, the only one left. Then they laugh because they realize how silly it is. Yeah. And then the next scene we see is them... Target practice shooting, even though we don't. Away. Well, but again, we don't even. When did they go get the guns? 
they, as far as we know, it's been 12 hours since yeah. the conversation of where the guns were. That radio station's right next to the base. Los they, they just jumped to the. Base. They're literally yeah, yeah like it's the, they it's just the walked across the street. So the armor. We, we can only right assume there. that there was a whole adventure we didn't get to yeah. see. Maybe it was filmed. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows? Maybe it was never part of the script. No, I don't know. They mentioned it in dialogue. That was and all that's we it. That's all we got. And so then then we see them target practice shooting. And I'll tell you, Sam handles a gun way better than I thought. Yeah. She annihilates this, yeah, this she, poor... She even gets mad that it jams and no. looks at her sister like, this is why the, they're like, dad no. would have got us back. Daddy would have gotten us Uzis. Yeah, she's just mad about the MAC-10 jamming, just that disgusted look on her face. Uh, another one of those interesting behind-the-scenes facts. That line of dialogue, daddy would have gotten us Uzis. Total ad lib line by the actress when the gun jam nice. actually jammed on her while filming that scene. Nice. I love stuff like that. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, because that's a great line. Yeah, like, it is. It's one of my favorite lines in the movie. And to know that it was ad lib lets me know I definitely don't like the writer. Yeah. It's <laughs> the best line, not his. Yeah. Then we cut to bullet holes magically being disappeared off of the truck. Did you notice that? So they shot up the truck or a car or whatever it yeah. was, right? And they have their little scene where they talk and then they cut back to the truck for just a split second. You know, when you see the smoke coming off of it, yeah. no bullet holes. I didn't notice. Not a one. She laid yeah, it she down. Did. I mean, there's a line of bullet holes and they cut back and it's a pristine car. Nah, they messed up. We then find out that Hector has to go. He's going home to look for his mom. Yeah, where did San Diego? Yeah, San Diego or San Francisco? I think it was San Diego. San somewhere. San somewhere. He's got to make a drive. Yeah, he's got to check on his mom, and he Sisters, said some yeah and, other family he's yeah. got to check on. Uh, despite the fact yeah, everybody he knows, he knows their everybody but knows. But you gotta you gotta make for sure closure and all that. So we we see. Hector go on his adventure. There's some other stuff, but it's not important. We yeah. can we can we can just go to Hector's adventure. Yeah, he rolls up in his truck. Yeah, so he he gets to his mom's house, and again, much like every other scene in this movie, wants us to just be blown away by 80s technology and timers on everything. Like right? like that's the end all be all of technology. Every time they show us the first time that we saw the day rise, they made sure to show like 19 things on automatic timers. Yeah, the clown at the yeah the, the clown. They make sure every time that the sprinklers start going, we see that they're on timers. The the radio station and them being shocked. Oh, my God. That's top. Everything's automated. That's so futuristic. It should be on Star Trek. Right. (laughs) And And now we get it one more time. We get to see him step out of the car and hear the uh, the the record player yeah. automatically start, and he's like, "Mom!" But again, nope. it's just on a timer. It just as soon as it gets done playing the record, it just goes back. It's got a spring loaded automatically. Oh, uh, we would sit and try and time it like it's the little arm would come no. up, try and pull yank the, it out and put a new one in before it would get down. You probably broke a couple of needles. No, I don't think so. You guys are lucky. <laughs> He then is at that point just in his mom's house trying to see if he can find anything other than dust. dust. He can't. But then he starts to hear stirring at the door or right outside. And I mean, I don't understand what he's thinking because not only is it stirring, it's not like they just give us some some rustling around. They give us full on zombie sounds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he his reaction was, let me open this door. No gun drawn. Nothing ready to go. Just let me open this door. Right. 
And he opens the door for us to see the craziest little kid zombie. Again, most movies don't touch this subject. No. We don't see little kid zombies too often. But this one's nuts. This one is not only here. This one is maybe the most dangerous zombie in the movie. He parkours through this house after Chakotay. It's crazy. <laughs> he puts his head he, through the he puts door. His, he, he slams he the realizes door. He realizes he has to do something. He just goes right through He realizes it. he's got to do something. But he, he knows he can't kill this kid. He's, you're lucky I like kids. Right. And then he runs. He just runs Run. out of the house. Wouldn't you? you? Just last time After seen... seeing the craziness that w yeah. went on and then getting thrown. <laughs> yeah, so he deals with the kid the, the best he could. Yeah, and so the then we cut back to the scientists right for a split second because that's yeah, when we that's when we find out that the scientists people are been affected they've been we find we find out they've been affected we find out that they are bringing other survivors and they're trying right now and trying to serum or something to maybe help cure them we can only assume they're here that these help. tests well no no we they want us to assume they're here to help, yeah. but at this point, we can clearly tell oh, yeah, it's no, sinister. It's, it's, it's There's nothing that yeah, the, the viewer of the movie knows that it's sinister. Yeah, we can assume that whatever this testing or serum making is going to do would possibly kill the people it's going to be done to, right? Because the, yeah. the one scientist was she, the lady was like iffy on it to yeah, start. She with. doesn't really She's like. I don't be a know. I don't want to do that. It seems fruitless to bring people here. Yeah. and then we cut to. The helicopter landing with the first people they're bringing. Yeah, the survivors. Children. Yeah, two And that's kids. the moment. No. She was done. We don't get to hear what she's No, 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 though. no. That scene was so funny. Right? She, she takes him off to the side, and she's they have yelling. a heated conversation. They're yelling at each other. We can just only assume that the conversation is essentially... Kids, Charlie. They're kids. I'm not I doing am, it. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. This is, that's my line. You'll do your job, and you'll... You know, yeah, something yeah. like that. And so we don't get to know. No. That's, we cut away from them. All helicopters. Copy yep. noises. We cut away from them back to Sam and Reggie. Reg. Hanging out on, on a, a cop, cop car. car. We got no explanation for when, where, why, how Maybe they have a cop car. Maybe they just on it and was like, well, just... well, it, The best part, they've got the siren going. Well, and they're acting like they're waiting for the scientist people to show up. Well, remember, they had been, they had talked to him. Yeah, but they said to. They didn't know. No, they t they told him to hang tight. Oh, did they? Yeah, but again, they didn't tell him. So this is what's weird. The scientists made it sound like they needed to stay in the exact spot, but yeah. then it seems like the scientists told them Where? that they could. No, no, just to stay in the general area, even though they made it seem to us like they had to stay at the radio station. Because later on, we even hear, we've, I think we've already passed it, but again, it was such a small line that it seems inconsequential. Yeah. Uh, but Sam says something like, that if we're going to travel the streets, we need to be careful because those some of the people have been turned like Doris, but they didn't turn all the way, and they end up going after people like Larry. You know, that's yeah. when she's throwing in all the names, like reviewing what happened 20 minutes ago in case we forgot. Yeah, in case you weren't paying attention to the uh, but yeah so in that moment she t they, they again they imply that the scientists told them they might need to be traveling somewhere yeah despite the scientists making it seem like they told them to stay put not really important but so yeah they're they're sitting there on the cop car and they turn the lights on that was smart the lights are on they they're can, just hanging out yeah. and then sam's like oh yeah i don't know about you but i'm gonna need need a change of clothes yeah and the craziness of that scene to me 
Now, don't get me wrong. Both of the things that make the scene crazy happen off camera. So we don't actually get to see them happen, yeah. but we know they've happened. The craziness is she makes that statement. And then Reggie's like, we're just going to go steal clothes from the mall. Yeah. She's like, makes the joke about not having a credit, credit card. card. You don't need it. But Sam just seemed like dumbfounded by that concept that they would go steal these clothes, right? This is after they have already gone to a... A military base and, and stole, stole a bunch of an arsenal and then stole Several a police cars. car. But the idea of stealing clothes from the mall just totally Some escaped her mind. Are sacred to a girl in the 80s. Exactly. But again, that's what I mall. said when I heard her say mall. I was like, of course we had to send our valley girl to the mall. And Q girls just want to have fun. Yes. And they because again, it's the 80s and you know most of this movie's budget went to that song. That one song. Oh, 100%. That one song was 100%. a third of the movie's budget. Uh, so then... Because that had just came out in like 1985, yeah. hadn't it? And so we see them doing all kinds of different things around the mall, playing with different outfits, yeah, dressing up fun. for each other. Get a montage. Yeah. And, but then we see that they're being watched. Creepy, creepy. From people already inhabiting the mall. Yeah. And then those people all have weapons and they quickly say, move out. Yeah. Let's go get them. Yep. Uh, one of them actually finds one of their, the girls' guns too, even, but not both of them. Because we have to make sure that Regina looks like a badass, <laughs> right? But they get attacked by creepy guys in the mall. The the and we These guys, these guys, though, I have to say, this is the most new wave. Fucking <laughs> Bowery boys. 80s style yeah. new wave guys I've ever seen. Because they all are wearing sunglasses, which we find out shortly, yeah. is because they are all in some stage of Transition turning. into a zombie. Yeah. But <laughs> when we when we see them, we don't know that. We no. just see them all wearing these crazy avant-garde 80s you sunglasses. Know, sunglasses. Like, you know, like the ones with the weird angles yeah, weird and angles. like reflective lenses and stuff. And it's just like, what are we, what, this is not a gang. What are we looking at right now? And then on top of that, did you notice, why did all the henchmen, not, not all of them, Willie, Willie moved like a person. Yeah. The henchmen moved like robots. Did you see them? They were I all did. very stiff. The two moved in unison yeah, together. They, did. Like, they, they were literally like, like oh. and it was just like, what is happening right now? I don't understand what I'm looking at. I can at. hear the director off camera being like, all right, now turn right. Good. Now left. Perfect. All right, cut it. And then we just continue on. It was great. I loved it. Such a, such a crazy moment. But Regina's badass. She's going around. She's shooting things up. Nobody yeah. can hit anything. Yeah. Like most 80s movies. We, Everyone's we, a terrible we see shot. That. We see Willie, our gang leader, yeah. finally, he gets a hold of Sam. Yeah. And he's just like, Look, Come this out. is this is over. Yeah. I'm been. I'm gonna and I'm then, gonna kill your I'm gonna kill your sister. And then that's when we find out Regina also has a hostage. Yeah, she got one of his boys. And then again, like I said, Willie, Willie's a psychopath. Yeah, he is. Willie just says, I don't you I can't let you have one of my men is a hostage. And she's like, oh, no, I don't think you understand. You can't kill me. I'd be able to take him out before you could do that. And he she's said, serious, no, man. no, I don't think you understand me. I can't let you have one of my men as a hostage. Fakest gunshot I've ever heard in my life. Right. It sounded like a pop gun. I don't know what it sounded like, but it definitely didn't sound like a gun. No, I wasn't like, oh, they're killing people right now. No, it was bad. But then, then she goes, you're crazy. He goes, I'm not crazy. I just don't give a fuck. And it was the best. It lets you know what we're dealing with. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah. I'll kill my own people. I don't care. Yep. 
And so they tie him up, take they him tie down him in, up. into the, the bowels of the mall, like yeah. the storage area. And proceed to play Russian roulette with him. Scary but he calls noises. it the scary noise game. We're play the scary, scary noise game. What? Starts cocking the hammer back and clicking it. And then we, we then we cut away for a split second in the middle of their game yeah. for the scientists to be like, this is I the only reason I want to bring this up is because this whole scene was nuts to me. So the scientists we see them and they're they talk to each other like they know like they're they're like okay well if they're not still at the radio station where, where would, would they go? be at and immediately they they make the joke like you would expect in eighties fashion teenage girls gotta be the mall yeah and so they know what a mall is but then when they cut to like the scene of them walking after having landed the helicopter yeah. They talk like they've never seen a mall in their life before. Shopping arcade. And then they, uh, it's a true monument to consumerism. Consumerism. They talk about it like they've never seen one before. I want more explanation on who these guys are. How long have they been in the bunker, man? Because they keep talking about like the majority and we get little bits of what they are, but no full explanation on like what they're about, what their organization is. I feel like we should have got more of the scientist guys. I don't know, but the, it, there was definitely something lost yeah. in whatever they were wanting us to know about them. No, that being said, you bring up a great point about this, and I was going to wait to get to it to whenever it actually showed up in the movie, but since you brought it up, I want to go ahead and talk about go it on. now. Did you notice? there? We don't ever see it. It's not like in the lab anywhere. It's not anywhere, but at one point in the movie, we see their truck or their van or whatever the vehicle is. Yeah. Because we'll talk about it more because it does play an important up. part. Um, They had a logo. Yeah, I did saw you, it. Did you ever watch Lost? I did. It was very it, Dharma initiative. It, it really was. It was very <laughs> Dharma initiative, which I loved. I was like, uh, uh, it's, is uh, this proto Dharma? No. Or actually, in the eighties, it wouldn't even been proto. It would have been Dharma two right? Dharma yeah. was in like the seventies. Seventies. We're gonna stop. Yeah, we're gonna dork out over another thing that's not this movie. <laughs> we're gonna we go going. into history now. The the scientists show up in just the nick of time to be able to save yeah. both Sam and Reggie from kill all these dudes. and they kill everybody like again like they set these guys up like they're some kind of antagonist yeah now at this point of the podcast I will like to stop and point out that this is an hour and a half long movie so far we have covered an hour the last twenty five minutes because again some of its credits yeah. The last 25 minutes of the movie crams a lot in. So if it seems like we're just covering it really fast, we're not the movie did. Yeah, it's the movie's fault because that like what, like minute 40, it's like, go. Yeah. So it's we one of those forgot, things. We have a lot of stuff to say. We well, again, for a movie in. that forgot to show us Los Alamitas or them stealing a cop car. Yeah. They lost track of what they were doing. Yeah, they did. And they were like, oh, no, we need to finish this now. We need to make sure we get the story told. So that's just that way everybody listening understands. We are not about to start rushing because we were cramped on yeah. time. They were cramped on time, and we're just trying our best to cover the beats. They were running out of film. Yeah. We're just trying to make sure we cover the beats that we can yeah. that seemed important because there was so much happening so fast and so little of it important. Yeah. It's just because really, if, if we were to wrap up to you just the story that happened in the last 30 minutes, I could do that in five minutes, if that. Yeah. Hell, we could do it in three sentences, probably. <laughs> yeah. So. Just understand, we're about to start rolling through some things pretty quickly because the last part of this movie just goes. It just goes yep. 
quick. So once once we see the scientists show up and save everybody, uh, we see that w the female scientist, who like we already said, she's done. Yeah, she's, she's already checked out. She was this. looking for a way to not keep doing her job. She decides this is her moment. Yep. I'm done. I'm not going to go back. And so she tells uh, the the her co-worker. guy. The, yeah, the guy that's with her, like, hey, I'm not going to go back. Look, we can tell she's sick because Sam's been having a rash because yeah. she just has a nerve. And she tells us, yeah, we've talked about it all the time in the movie a couple times. They make times. a joke she's, about her dermatologist yeah. being dead. So the, the she just has this rash to it, but the other scientist is like, oh, she's definitely going to die. One of those. And so the female's like, oh, let me stay behind, take care of her, obviously meaning yeah. kill her, uh, and wait for this Hector guy to show up and take care of him too. <laughs> Uh, and they made it sound well, she said at test him, but yeah, probably they made it sound like they were just gonna kill Hector when yeah. he got back. And so, of course, that plan would have been perfect, except for the co worker was like, Oh, yeah, but I'll we, stay behind too, yeah. And then oh, let me watch, I'm gonna make sure you're gonna do what you're actually gonna do. And so, then we see that the, the scientist is talking with Sam, and she's just I'm going to give you a shot. Yeah. Well, and that's when she right up is the scientist as if she wasn't already on this uh, page of I'm not with these guys anymore. Yeah. She's talking to Sam and she realizes that they did want her to kill somebody that did not need to be killed because yeah. Sam was not suffering from yeah, anything. She to tells do. her. She's yeah. Like, no, I get rashes. All yeah. The this time. is literally just like, a nervous rash. Clearly a very stressful situation. Yeah. And so as if she hadn't already decided what her plans were, like that's that moment where it like cements in. She's like, I'm not going back. These people are out of their mind. I would have killed an innocent person if yeah. I followed what they wanted. And so she then decides to unbeknownst to us. Yeah. We don't find out till later. Till later. She drugs Sam. So it looks like she's dead. And then kills her co-worker. She shoots him right in the freaking yeah. chest. She, she says, Dang. you expect me to go for my gun? And he's like, no. And she was just like, should have. <laughs> yeah, she just fucking shoots him. But so she's, that. that's it with her and them for that moment. But we, we find out she's decided she's going to kill herself. And so she yeah. ODs on something. We don't know what drug she's. Not until later. She goes, we cut to Chakotay showing up in the Santa suit. And then she kills herself in the... Yeah, I was just going to skip that and say uh, we... He, do we really need to cover him driving in the suit? Or no. can we just say that he comes in... I like and, him in the Santa suit. I know. I'm not saying I'm skipping the Santa suit. He comes in the door in the Santa suit. <laughs> I was going to say he came in the door in the Santa suit. I just don't think the 30 seconds worth of driving... That's fair. ...is important to be like... But it's So we see him driving in the Santa suit in a car that we don't see again... There's a lot of driving. It's important to the movie. No, it's, it's not. It's shots. unimportant it to the movie. It's the most important part of it's the movie. Unimportant <laughs> to the movie entirely. We'll figure out what we edit out later. <laughs> he shows up yeah. in a Santa suit, <laughs> but she had already shot herself up with something. Yeah. We don't know what, but she's definitely set herself up to cruise on out of this life into yeah. the next she one. She's done. But she wrote down everything on a pad. So that way he'd know what was going on. That's it with them for a moment. Yep. Cut to Regina. To scientists underground. Uh, and so Regina quickly starts piecing together that the scientists are not the good guys she thought they were. Yeah, because she's getting questioned and she's, she's getting She's weird irritated. questions about things that shouldn't be important. Then she realizes there are kids there. She kind of starts to be like, wait, what a minute, what? What's going on? And then she asks, where's my sister? And he's, he's fed up. And he's just like, your sister's dead. She, yeah. She was going to die and yep. we took care of her. And then he locks. He's like, all right, you need to be locked and back up. And she's like, all right, I'm getting the hell out of here. And so she makes the decision. She's got to break out uh, and, and get the kids. It's yeah, not and, just, yeah. No, she's she's got to get the yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, she makes it to the room where we find out these guys were literally about to laugh and gas these kids to death. 
and then drain them of their blood to make serum it's quite right it's no, intense it's, for a moment that they brush over really fast yeah, it is and it's really intense but so then she just busts in the room she's like i don't think so and they're like what are you gonna do and then uh, oh we skipped a part so yeah they hector shows up we skipped over that sorry hector shows up outside of the base of the base with dressed as a cowboy this dress up as a cowboy after being santa where the costumes all came from not important it's just fantastic uh but so he shows up he's got sam in the trunk playing dead playing dead and he tells the guard you want a girl? Yeah. I got a girl. I got a girl. Look here. And the to the guard's credit, he's like, that girl's dead. And then <laughs> she jumps up. No. No, I'm not. Yeah. And they they take the guard out. Yep. And so then they get inside. And then they start planting bombs. Well, where to get the dynamite? It doesn't matter. He has dynamite. Sam runs straight inside because she's got to find her sister. Yeah. She's not doing any of the dynamite. She's yes. she goes in. Yeah. And so now we can cut back to where we were at. So at the moment. <laughs> the moment Reggie was like, oh, no, what do I do now that I surprise these scientists? Because yeah. I have nothing. Her sister pops in with guns and yeah. looks at the scientists like, oh, no, you're going to listen to my sis. Yeah, you are. And then just they just they get the kids. They go leave. And well, they we don't see for a couple of scenes, but they take those two scientists who were going to laughing gas these kids oh, to death. Oh, yeah, I forgot. And essentially laughing gas them to death. We don't see them die on camera. No, but they are definitely But they have taped them in a way where they will not be able to not be getting laughing gas. This sign in the background said going to see Santa. Yes. And they're just yes. laughing their asses off. And so it's it's quite gruesome. Yeah. And that dude, just because the scientist guy comes in and sees him, and the other guy's like, what do we do about them? And he's just like, screw them. Yeah, and they, <laughs> and they leave them. Leave they, them I mean, they, I totally mean, like, again, I don't think Reggie and Sam's intention was that they were going to die, but they will. Those two people definitely died. Yeah, because they're teenagers. They don't know if you breathe well, enough no, They might have. They might have even known that, but I don't think they would have thought the rest of the scientists were going to say, screw them, leave them taped up. Yeah, definitely not. They, they at best thought, Oh, these people are gonna start laughing their asses off, and people are gonna find them. Yeah, and be and, like, and be like, what happened? And take them out of it. Yeah, that's not, not what just happened. turn around and lock. But the in door. all fairness, we start to find out that the reason this guy is making these type of decisions is that he has he's tipped the edge. Yeah, he's, he is no longer human. Is definitely on the zombie side of things. Yeah, he's starting to speak slower. He's starting to be a little bit more. His face uh, again, is getting gone. again, these zombies are intelligent. I'm not trying to say that he's he not. He's a, but on, intelligent. Yeah, he's intelligent for a zombie. He is not as intelligent as he was when he was a full blown human scientist. Yeah. And so that's the thing to make clear here. So he is slowly making this shift, and you can tell like his decisions start to get more clouded. Yeah. Uh, he speaks and shorter and shorter sentences uh the sunglasses yeah. like you we just know and He's, nobody else nobody else seems to be going under the not quite to the intense no, lengths he is like anybody else is yeah and so that we we then take the scientist so yeah so at this point though all we know is that hector has been outside yeah strapping dynamite to things we don't know where it came from. No, nope. we don't I, even technically get a clear shot of what he's putting it on, right? I think it's a truck. No, it is the truck. But do we see that then? We don't. We know it's the truck because we finished the movie. Yeah, I'm saying I can't remember. I don't think when they were. I think we were meant to think he was just doing it on the exterior of the building or something. I can't remember. But either way, he's putting it on their truck. He's planting the bombs. Yeah. So that, and so 
then the the girls make it outside and she, with the kids and just everything hop they hop Hector's in the car. car they start to drive away and then hector's like doesn't say nothing to nobody he just, just stops. stops and they're like what are you doing he's like hang on kids kids i'm gonna need you to cover your eyes please right and they do they cover their eyes girl peeks a couple times yeah she does she wants to know what's going on it's fine uh and then everybody turns back to watch and he's like i left our friends uh a little going away yeah and then he stands up yells at the scientists flips them off just to make sure they're good and angry and they all are like and they're all like yeah yeah run in the truck and they all jump in the truck uh and head scientist head scientist is the passenger yeah the 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 uh, the what I can only refer to as the dumb scientist. He's the one who yeah, made all the dumbest remarks. Yeah, he's the throughout dumb the one. whole movie. Is driving, and it's the first time he says something smart. Yep. He says, "Wait, wait, wait! I smell gas." But the other guy is so far gone yep, that 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 sentence doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. He's all zombie. He's got out. the silvered eyes. Yep. Uh, again, not to say Star Trek again, but just like old school Star Trek, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so he the he just says, "I don't care." <laughs> well, he doesn't say anything. He's totally zombified. He's, like, He's beyond speech, I think, at this point, yeah. and just turns the key, Boom. blows all of them up. Again, if the assumption here is that if any of them have survived, they definitely can't chase after them. That's a you know it, it, we're not done with the movie, but essentially that's the wrap up of our story. story. Yeah. So then we cut to random city in California. We don't know where. No. And we see uh, everybody's dressed up to nice. the nines. Yeah. Looks like Sunday best. Like yeah. they just went to church. Yeah. Some fine. But we see dresses. it's it's Reggie, Hector, and the two, two kids. kids are standing at a crosswalk waiting. Well, we don't know they're waiting yet. We just see them standing there talking to each other, so yeah. we don't know. But then we we see Sam, and Sam's just she's like, "What are you guys doing? We're waiting for the for the light to change." And Sam's like, "Well, I mean, why why would you even do that? That doesn't even make any sense. There's nobody here." And Regina tells her, "We don't cross when the light is on. <laughs> the whole burden of civilization has fallen upon us. What, what does, does that, that mean?" mean? It means we don't cross when the light is on. <laughs> and Sam's just like, that is the dumbest shit. And, and she, she goes out in the middle of the road. And we hear a car come blasting down the road. And it kills it. No, I'm just kidding. It didn't kill her. No, I and totally thought it was going to. I did too. And if this was made in like the 90s, it That's what would have happened. She would have got plowed by a bus. But So she, she jumps out of the street and the guy pulls up. Oh my God, are you okay? You shouldn't be walking across the street when the light's on like that, which I thought was funny. And then he immediately realizes, oh, there are people. Yeah. Like he hadn't realized it. And they're not zombies. Yeah. And You're he, survivors too. And so him and Sam both lift up their sunglasses in unison. Yeah. To let us know that they've already made their connection. Yep. Like, nope, this is my dude. And so she's him. just like, I'm going to leave with this guy. And they're like, you can't leave with him. Don't we don't know, know him. We don't know his name. And so What's she asks him his name, and he says, Danny Mason Keener. In case that doesn't mean anything to anybody, in just a few moments, they peel away, and we see the back of his license plate. That's DMK. This is the guy. The guy from the game in the beginning of the movie. The guy who's been the bane of our existence. The whole movie for this joke, dude. The whole movie for that joke. And then the last line Beautiful. of the movie is what it's they say the whole burden of civilization thing again, right? Yeah. And then the dude is like, 
it's awesome, right? Yeah, or no. something like crazy. Again, then, totally eighties. It's radical, yeah, or it's awesome, it's totally or you know, radical. like tubular. Cowabunga! Because it's the eighties, and we needed a couple more things to make yeah. sure you knew. And then they start playing, tosses the football around, and the credits start rolling, <laughs> and it's all happy. And these are the last humans on Earth. But I loved this. It was a great movie. It was awesome. I will definitely say that we we can now officially say that we are finished with another yeah. one in the books. This movie is over. Uh, now we're going to go ahead and just wrap up with, you know, the the end of a podcast. You know, yeah. we got to cover the things that people need to hear about. First off, I got to say, I've had this beer before. I knew I was going to like it. I like it. It's great. Yeah, it's good. Movie was good. Loved the movie. What are we drinking next week, Shane? So next week, we are going to drink Two-Hearted IPA. That's made by Bell's Brewing. It's an American IPA. You guys know what to do. If you have any guesses on what movie we might be watching or TV show or, you know, again, I'll go ahead and throw this hint out. It will still be a movie. We're still kind of in our movie phase. Yeah, it's the easiest thing to do, really. But so, again, if you want to drop the guess on where... Uh, on what movie it is that we're watching. Yeah. You want to do that at our Instagram account. That's going to be at Kentucky Fried Critics. Nice and simple for us. Yeah. For anybody who's maybe watching this on YouTube, if you want to check out our website to see more of the podcasts or any of the social accounts, we have all of those linked. And the website's going to be shows.acast.com slash Kentucky hyphen fried hyphen critics and that website is up and running we did run into some issues but i've got them fixed and everything is working fine with that again yeah i'm glad you know how computers work and then lastly anybody who's listening to the podcast who wants to maybe just help us out and check out the youtube channel again there's not anything there other than exactly what you're listening to now in a video with no pictures yeah but eventually we will so if you want to be ahead of the game go ahead and subscribe hit the bell the little bell then you'll know when we're going to do this. when we do stuff apparently i didn't know that i had to go back through all my youtubes and hit the bell on stuff now i know when people do things important life lessons from bo yeah i'm only 35 it didn't take me that long i think that's everything we needed to do yeah. so i guess we're out yeah go watch a movie Where's the dog?